Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All righty. I think we're doing it. Welcome in. We're, we're one short. It. We're one short. We're one short. He's actually in COVID protocol. Like Joe Sway, you can't <laughs> joke about it. You can't joke about it. Joe Sway's in the protocol. Yeah, in the protocol. We can't talk Heading. about it either. No, he's Simpsons. fine. That's not true. We don't want to scare anybody. Um, Josue, uh, Josue is out slaying it right now. Um, anybody? <laughs> Josue, he, he, that we he, know is not true either. <laughs> <laughs> he called in sick. I don't know how you call in sick from home when you know. The, you know, the, can yeah. you can you take sick days? That's a tough part of working day. from home. Yeah, you depends how sick you are. A lot of a lot of people did not have their sick days roll over in 2021, which is a shame. They probably didn't get to use a lot of them like they did, and that's too bad. Joe Sway's getting ahead of it this year. He's already seeing this COVID stuff lasting a little bit longer. He's using his sick days up. I had one job that paid you out on him if you kept it under a certain number. That was incentive not to bang out the fake ones. That's a great. <laughs> that's, that's a, a great, great way. Plan. There's no reason to not use them. But that was a great one. If you kept them under five, you got paid out for five. An That's extra good. week's work? Are you kidding me? Like, who doesn't? You know uh, that. That's gold. I used to. That's that, a great that, one. That's that great. Really, that went away. Really makes you, that really makes you think about staying out for those, like from twelve a.m. to two a.m. Like, ah, uh, if I yeah. don't, I might be able to get paid. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Joe Sway's out. Bobby Manning's here. Jimmy Toscano is here. Um, Celtics uh, beat the Wizards. Uh, 116-107 had a 28-point lead in the third quarter. That got down to four. That was the most predictable thing in the world. We all knew it was going to get under 10 at some point. It's just how it works with the Celtics, and that's what yeah. happened. But the Wizards, I'll be honest. Yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't think it was going to get to that point with this Wizards team, the way they've been playing, the way they looked in the first you know, two and a half quarters. They could light it up. Like, this game's kind of over. I mean, I was like – I tweeted, like, Beal's on pace for 40 – and the Wizards are on pace to lose by 40. And, like, that's the NBA that I know and love. And, like, that's how I honestly thought this game was going to go. But credit to the Wizards for sticking around and, you know, making a game out of it. And zero credit whatsoever, once again, to the Celtics for, you know, 
falling asleep in the second half. Here. Yeah, but you got to give him a pass here, yeah, right? Yeah. Bobby, I want your thoughts here. But, like, I mean, for real, you're ta- they had – and anybody who didn't know prior to the game, all, I mean, I'm sure you do now, but um, – I mean that they've got like eleven guys out. I mean the whole team's out um, because of uh, COVID protocols right now. So what we know, it seems like what we know is Robert Williams um, has it. We have to get into this um, at some point. So, huh? We yeah. Have to get so we'll get into it. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, it, yeah, Robert Williams appears to uh, be the one who got it, um, and then you got two close contacts in Tristan Thompson. And um, Grant, and Grant, um, and that's where they're at right now. Yeah, I guess that's basically how this COVID protocol goes. If you're sitting next to someone, fifteen on the minutes, plane, you yeah. get looped in. It was very strange today how it all came together because Carson. We, and okay. we, we can we might as well do it right off the top because it's going to be the news of the well, team. I mean, it's a week's worth of a story. Today's game, yeah. we'll get into it a little bit, but um, let's this do is game basically- first, huh? Let's do game first. Want to do the game first? Well, yeah. just to set the stage, this is what happened. They're yeah. out. We'll talk about how that is going forward. So for the game itself, that's why I'm going to give them a pass here. Um, uh, Jimmy is. Uh, yeah, I get you. They, I mean, they had no. Uh, sorry about that. We we, we jumped the gun. They, no they, they had no. They had no bigs. You basically had Tice. You had Taco Fall coming in at like the six and a half minute mark of the first quarter, and Taco played well. And we'll talk about Taco as well. Um, but I mean, Taco, Taco. that was it. That's that was. You had, I mean, the the one positive thing out of it, the the end of the two big lineup, once and for all, forced upon Brad. <laughs> it took a pandemic. It took a COVID outbreak for to, to get Brad to go to go away from that freaking lineup. Yeah, probably not one of his and, best. I, and watch, he's going to start talking. He's going to start talking next game just to stick it to us. <laughs> That's what they've done this year. Like the most unexpected guy preseason, Javante. Uh, when the point guards go down, it, they throw Tremont Waters in there. So really, the one guy you don't think is going to start ends up being the guy who starts. We probably could have predicted Semi tonight. He's been playing well and another decent second half tonight after a slow start. But I said this on Twitter during the game. We've now seen all 17 Celtics contribute to start this year. Everybody gets yeah, integrated in with this team. Am I going to do my Naismith thing now or am that I going to hold that? was a reach, Bob. I was a reach. I had to call you out on that immediately. I tagged John in it. I don't know if he saw it. <laughs> well, he got his run. I think, I think it was in that first Detroit game he got that second quarter run. So he hasn't contributed at a high level, but he's gotten his chance. I mean, there's always going to be one guy that falls at the bottom of the ladder. It's not. It's surprising that it's been him, but all seventeen guys have gone and run this year to start through injuries and everything else, which I think is so important. And uh, hey, what, what 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 pushed what pushed this game tonight? Obviously, Jalen, Jason, fantastic games, but critical wing contributions from Green and Semi, especially defensively, that I thought brought this all together. This was more of a defensive effort, bringing the Celtics to a twenty-point lead early on, especially against this offense, than it was an offensive effort. It's so easy to score on the Wizards. I mean, who was guarding Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal for a little that bit? Was, all those wings. That was the thing. The the the. the uh, those guys are too long for anybody on the Wizards to defend. There's oh, nobody. Yeah. They could. Jason Tatum could have gotten any shot he wanted all night. There's nobody who could who could who could who could stay with him. Uh, Jalen was a little sloppy tonight, but even Jay, again, he could he could he could get wherever he wanted to go to. They had no they had nobody who could contend with those guys. No, and, and I mean Jalen hit that massive three with the last, like a minute thirty left or something like that to take 
take it to almost essentially put it out of reach when it looked like there might be a one last chance for the Wizards. So that was huge. And I thought he had a great start to the, to the game too. So, um, you know, he's still feeling it and doing his thing. Bobby, your tweet on classic Brad Stevens, you know, getting everybody involved to start the season. Like what? Like, it, that, that, first of all, that's like out of like, that's not even a good thing. First of all, oh, they're already set. Celtics are already 17 deep to start the year. Uh, not a good thing. If you have to reach like that far deep. And usually that means there's multiple things that have gone wrong, which has been They've the won seven to 10 to start the year. Yeah. Because of two players, essentially. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, my point is like, I think you're reaching a little bit, like giving Brad all this credit for, oh, well, he's getting Javante Green a start. And then he's like, you know, Carson Edwards is getting burned in Aaron. Nees- First of all, Aaron Neesmith has not contributed. It's not a necessity. Aaron Neesmith would even tell you he hasn't contributed. So you don't have to, you don't have to say that he's contributing. Like, do I get to do my fifth rant now or you no? You can now, now you can. Because <laughs> it fits into what I was saying. I mean, how many people have to be out for Neesmith right. to have to crack? I mean, my right. goodness gracious. Well, that's my, that's the gist of my question here. Is Neesmith out? And obviously Neesmith, when we've seen him, has not been looking good. Is he out more because he hasn't been playing well, he hasn't cracked that spot, or that they're getting serviceable minutes from Javante Green, who we've all agreed has played good to start this year, and Semi Ojale still shooting 43% from three. Don't talk to me about percentages like this early in the season. I will agree with you, though. 25 shots, 25 shots or so. Both those players are have earned their playing time that they have. They're bu- they're better than Neesmith. Yeah, they're better than Neesmith. By mile. That's not even a question. It's, <laughs> it's a disappointment that he's there. We're not saying he right. should be playing. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Agree completely. I mean, I, I would imagine that your guy, Brad Stevens, would love to be able to play Neesmith tonight, but he can't for and, – and I'm not I'm not calling Neesmith a bust by any means. He's just not there yet, and, like, I know we're going to keep bringing it up. Maybe we should stop because it's, you know, almost like beating a dead horse at this point. Once he's deemed ready and, you know, can compete out there, he'll play. I mean, no one's saying that he's not an NBA caliber caliber player. I mean, all the experts and college scouts and everybody had him very high up. And, you know, I think he's still – you don't just lose your shot. So that shot's still there. It's a matter of finding the opportunity and getting getting that chance. So that will come. But to your point, John, yeah, I mean, clearly he's not there yet. So it is what it is. Well – the guy who made me say that for the most part is Taco Fall. And I didn't actually think we were going to have a Taco Fall segment tonight. Uh, I thought I'm it was glad just we gonna... are. <laughs> he looked good. He looked like he fits, belongs, and can contribute in the NBA. And part of that's been his progression, <laughs> uh, his development. Saying hey, Taco Fall how fits. quickly are we going to do this? Hey, John, I'm not sending him to the All-Star game. I'm yes, not you are. He start. No. I'm saying that he can play well in an NBA game. Can we say that they got away with playing Taco tonight and he didn't? No, that first half stretch, plus 15 in his first bench rotation, and that a lot of that was him. He was he played – he did not look totally out of place. No, he didn't. But well, I would be shocked if they could get this many productive minutes out of him ever again. <laughs> that's Depends a stretch. That's a stretch. I, I, I mean, I, 19 minutes – John, don't forget the stat you're not looking at that Bobby probably already knows and can <laughs> recite is shots like altered, right? What's that whole, you know, he didn't put a hand on the ball, but he altered the shot and like affected the shot. So like his length just being out there has a, you know, a pretty positive effect on defense. Look I at mean, that. 
there you go. Analytic Jimmy. I'm getting the hang of some of these. That was really, not... really well said, Jimmy. Gravitational pull. What's the gravitational pull stat that we use for Rob? We can use that for That's when he's running the rim. He's drawing vertical gravity. Yeah, the vertical gravity. Roll the gravity. Gra you know, but gravitational that's... pull tonight was yeah. something to be seen. He's got the pull. <laughs> for 36, though. For sure. I mean, again, again. Keep it in check, of course, but you can't take four points, five rebounds, three blocks. Had that awesome stretch with yep. the block and then running the floor. Had a good offensive rebound, a put back dunk as well. He kept the ball active on the boards a couple of times when he didn't come up with the rebound, but other people did. His presence is there. Russell Westbrook on the block by Westbrook. Westbrook was like, I'm going for it. And it was like, nope. You know, like that was a, that was great. Russell then, Westbrook hey, is freaking hey, awful, by the way. You're screwing my guy out of three rebounds. He had eight rebounds tonight. Oh no! Yeah, how dare you? I might have just looked at. I might have just looked at the defensive rebounding stats. That's my bad. This matchup too. I did. I just looked at defense. Eight rebounds. I shortchanged him. You did. You shortchanged my guy, Taco. I mean, he needs that. He needs those those stats to get get that burn in the next game. So yeah, you're right. Eight. We're gonna give him nine. We're gonna give him actually nine on the show. So you want me to give him four more? Yeah, I think you should give him four more rebounds. Somebody might see that stat and say, yeah, he had nine rebounds. Well, helping our guy out a little bit. So nine <laughs> rebounds for Taco in 19 minutes. Listen, it is what it is. I mean, no one's no one's crowning him the next defensive you know, player of the year. He's not the next Embiid, but he goes out there. All credit to him, man. This guy, by all accounts, works hard. He's a great locker room guy, um, you know, good attitude. And I'm happy for him. I'm happy to see him get get the, you know. Boom. I gave him a three <laughs> rebounds, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, I would have given him four, but we'll take the three. No, no, we're keeping it real. Were you? Were you? Did you have your score sheet out there in the game, Jim? <laughs> I was checking him off as you go. Absolutely, plus seventeen. <laughs> he was a plus seventeen at one point. I mean, you don't just. And I know plus. You want me to add that overrated. to the graphic too, Jimmy? I know plus minus is overrated, but listen, he's affecting positive performance out there. So uh, I'll give the credit where it's due. I'm not not saying he's going to start at center for the rest of the year, but this is what we this is what we talk about when we say that the Celtics need. Guys coming off the bench contributing. Maybe it's not at the center position, but um, you'll certainly take it on a night where three of their guys are out. And here's the other thing. This whole thing with contact tracing, I know we'll get into it. This The same players could miss another – they could miss another week. Uh, yeah. You know, three weeks from now, the same thing could happen. So you need plenty – this is the year where you need as much depth as you can get. So if Taco well, wants to contribute, by all means. This great. team blows my mind, though, like – the more guys they lose, the better they are. I I, I don't understand it. <laughs> well, it was the opponent tonight. Like this opponent in, in was every, in, No, I get it, but like I'll just the whole season. Like it's just they're down. I mean, you know, you're down Kemba, and we'll get to Kemba in a little bit because that's a positive development coming there. But uh, you, you're down. You're down all these guys. And they just – it's fine. I, I'm just baffled by this team. And, again, the opponents matter and who you catch and when. But, you know, if not for that real crap last four minutes against Detroit, you're looking at an 8-2 and two team here that's had – is dealing with a, a COVID situation here. Had Tristan Thompson start the year slow. Kemba Walker's not playing at all. And they lost Gordon Hayward um, with no benefit of training camp. And they're fine. I, 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 I'm just – Well, because they have two – they have two all-stars that are, like, First team All NBA right now. For right, practice. and we, that's so. what we talked about prior to the year. Like this is my right, point, right? And this, this goes back to that level. That's that's the ball game. That's the only way you get 
into title right. contender land. These You're guys banking get there. On them. You you got to fill around them with slightly better players. Um, you know, and yes, people are saying here in the comments they are a G League team here. I I, I get it. Um, but they are, but they aren't. I mean, let's be honest. They there's NBA caliber players tonight. Bert Tans is, is I love if the Celtics he was could awful figure out tonight. He was. So I know bad. he was. Who, I know he was. was. The Celtics could figure out Bert Tans. Yeah, so was, so was Westbrook. Westbrook and John. John will talk about Westbrook for 45 minutes if we let him, and it'll all be like <laughs> it'll just be. A, but that's been the meanest things ever. That's been yeah. my. I, that's been my target since since the everybody freaked right. out over the shiny object triple double right. year that year. So this year, they have they have NBA players, but they're obviously not a good team. Fine. Yeah, they're not. I mean, what are they two and seven now, three and seven. Even like Scal they, said it on the broadcast, Bobby, too. I mean, I know you liked them. You know, uh, Scal said, "Wow, I had these guys wrong." You know, like I thought these guys were going to be good. You I thought they could offense. be. As, I thought they could be as good as the five seed with this offense, and they are second in the league in offense. Like this game was a story of their season. They get yeah. thrashed on the offensive end for by Boston's offense to start this game. They come storming back with that monster third quarter. I mean, Beal had produced 21 points in that third quarter between his scoring and his assists. And then the fourth, they bench Beal for a little bit. I thought they made some bad rotational decisions throughout this game, which you know is probably going to end up getting Scott Brooks fired before anyone else to start this year as they get off to a slow start. Their rotations make no sense. And then you get into the late stretch there. It kind of just clogged up between Boston and uh, Washington. Jalen Brown had a big shot, Jimmy. But my point here is, on a macro level, yes, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum are carrying this team. But what were the two biggest shots of the night? Tacos put back there, and then Pritchard's long three when the offense was just completely stuck. So you're getting getting these contributions off the bench. And, uh, you know, you can't credit Stevens for Pritchard's development. But a lot of these guys that are contributing right now have been here a couple of years have gotten better, and now we're getting more time and opportunity to play better than they are. So, Bobby, you're saying the Wizards aren't as good as you thought they were. Would that be? Would that mean you're you're apologizing? <laughs> I'm taking my first apology, apology cam of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait for this all year. Oh, man. I, I am not yeah, apologizing <laughs> for Jeff Teague, who you guys almost try to bully me in the apology camp for to start the year. He has still been invisible through injury and production-wise, but I am hey, apologizing hey. for the Washington Wizards, who I thought could be as high as the five seed. They are not. They're barely going to be in the playoff race from how it looks right now. Their de- defense is last in the league by a mile and dreadful. And what I say about the Atlanta Hawks, guys? I was wrong about them, too. If you don't play defense, you're not making the playoffs in the East. Atlanta's still not, but their offense has been won by a mile so far. So they can overcome it so far. Washington cannot. And there's my apology, Cam. There it is. That's the debut. Well done. <laughs> well done. Good apology. You meant it felt it felt like you meant that. So I'm he glad did. that you uh Apologize. I get the feeling Bobby's the only one who's gonna actually actually own up to anything <laughs> this year. You you and I will fight it till the end. All right, John. Are you ready to Teague will be averaging four point two points and like three point one turnovers? We'll be like, well, he contributed off the bench when they needed him. You most. guys are very close to a dual semi ogile cam. No. Semi's exactly <laughs> what we think he is. We weren't really? yeah, we were, he's exactly we were... what we say he is. 
I'm not going to overreact every game. He goes on a little run and he scores. Did you think he'd right. be starting for this team at some point? We we talked about this because well, because we hate the double because we hate the double big lineup and Kemba's not here. They're probably better starting Grant or Semi, neither of whom are optimal choices, but right. they are That's better because they allow the good players on the floor to do better things because of spacing and other issues. Well, those that's, are th- that's their role, and they're doing it at an exceptional level. Like Green and him. Exceptional I see. is the word I, I have problems with. <laughs> there 40, are, there are few, 42% there are on a catch-and-shoot guy? Yeah. There are a few things that I'm on the hook for this year for apology cam status. One of them will be if Miles Turner absolutely stinks and Tristan <laughs> Thompson is the, a beast, then I will be on apology cam. The other one we'll be talking about later is Kemba Walker. I know we're not ready to talk about it yet, but I will be on the hook for Apology Cam if that goes a specific way. Well, one guy I kind of wanted to talk about today, and some commenters are um, Antique. Are, huh? You guys, I'd be, are on, the hook, I'd be on the hook for Teague possibly on Apology Cam. Okay, well, one guy, one guy who um, the commenters have been given. I mean, again, it's a polarizing figure. Uh, Marcus Kanye West. Oh. Mark- I'm glad we're doing Marcus tonight because there was a little thing from last game that I just noticed today that kind of made me interested in him because he took that big shot to close the game against Miami. Pritchard obviously followed it up. We did the whole show on the game winner. But Smart was complaining about the foul that he thought was on the play, and the whole Celtics team was celebrating, and he was in the ref's face complaining about the foul while the team was you know celebrating a win. Yeah. He's, I think he shot three shots in the first half, and we've all praised him taking that step back in the offense, but him in the flow of the offense, and he's really just not all that involved. And the second half was pretty messy tonight, as we can see. The turnovers, the missed threes, got a little bit more aggressive after that slow start. But then and, he just started forcing, really yeah. forced the issue. He was so going, like, to the, going to the basket a lot, and, and we know the percentages – uh, at the rim, he's 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 uh, the percentages are uh, in the thirty percent range overall. Two pointers, you know, three point percentage is 40 percent coming in. His two point percentage is thirty three percent coming in. I mean, he's just struggled uh, in close, and he just kind of kept forcing the issue. He was getting mixing it up, getting mad at people over really low non-contact just immature old Marcus Smart sort of stuff. He looked like a frustrated guy tonight, um, and just played a just a bad sloppy game all over the place and i i don't know how much of beal you're gonna put on smart but you know this is where i get into it with smart defensive player of the year defensive player candidate of the you know (laughs) first team and all of that stuff and he's not exceptionally good at guarding uh at guarding guards one-on-one he's a, a very opportunistic defender a good team defender if you sleep on him he's he he hustles uh he makes it hard to play but he's he's not a shutdown guy um, and this, these are the guys you want to see him try and shut down. Uh, and, you know, and, and again, it's not all on him. I mean, he was, he wasn't exclusively on Beal in this game, but Tatum was on Beal a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the, it wasn't, it wasn't all on Marcus, but like, that's what you want Marcus for, right? It's like, go get that guy. Yeah. Beal's a tall task for anyone. I, I'm not yeah. too upset with his defense so far. In fact, I thought the team defense tonight, like I said, off the top was, was so good to start this game. Yeah. They, they, that was a big reason that they were up 61 47 or whatever it was to start this in that second quarter. The offense is what worries me. Like if he can't find his spot within the flow of the offense and only takes three shots in the first half, like tonight, is this what we see in the second half? 
more pressure, more forcing the issue, taking risks, that kind of stuff that, you know, did undermine this team as they started to blow that lead in the third quarter there. Uh, it's still awkward where he is in this offense. Like, we love him being that catch-and-shoot guy off the ball, but he's also someone with the ball in his hands. And when I see him with the ball in his hands, he's not a threat to finish. We don't love the pull-up shot all the time. So he's a great passer, but if you're going to be a great passer, you need to do something offensively that you know gives the defense a little bit of respect on you, draws some gravity, can help you hit guys off of him. And that's, that's a tough thing with the way he's playing offensively. You know what else I'm seeing, John, is he's hunting fouls. And this has always been a thing with right. him the flopping, yep. you know, running to the basket without a mission other than bumping into contact and hoping for the best. He's shooting more free throws per game than any time in his career. He has about four a game, uh, but he has this history with the refs. Tonight. Everything yeah. was from the free throw line, yeah. He has this history with the refs, and you know how refs can treat a guy who's been known to be a flopper here or there and, you know, is hunting fouls a little bit. It doesn't make it the reliable, most reliable main source of offense. And if you look at a guy who's just finding catch-and-shoot threes and fouls as a source of offense, you're going to be looking at a guy as inconsistent as he started this year. Right. So here's, here's my, my question about tonight is, why wasn't Smart on Beal more? If he's your defensive stopper guy and Beal is clearly – not even not not just the Wizards' best offensive player, but one of the best offensive players in the future NBA. Future Celtic Bradley Beal, yeah, I love future him. Future Celtic and 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 current best buddy of Jason. Best Tatum. buddy, St. Louis, St. Louis connection. I understand like buddies want to cover each other, but same like, agent, yeah. yeah it was awesome. Celtics, for the Celtics, why aren't you why aren't you making a point? I mean, was Marcus Smart maybe a little perturbed about that? Maybe that played a part in his. Wasn't he covering team? Westbrook? He kind of shut Westbrook out of this game. He did, but Westbrook shuts himself did he need down. To? Yeah, did he even need to? I don't know. But the hey, other it's... thing I, I the thing about the NBA and the thing about I lo- what I love about the NBA is that it's it's a superstar league. It's it's so much off the court is important on the court. These guys are celebrities. These guys are all over social media, highlight reels. And I, I hope, I, I wonder, but I also hope I'm wrong that Marcus Smart isn't seeing all the publicity that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are getting right now for all they're doing and saying, well, wait a second. I thought I was the heart and soul of this team. You know, I'm important to this team. I'm, you know, I'm the wins guy. I, you know, I need to show my worth and, you know, do more. You know, I, I, I don't know if that's happening. I don't know if he's feeling that pressure, but players always see and hear what's going on, especially in the NBA where everyone's just way more in tune with that. Um, they see other teams and other players putting up their shots and getting their shine in, and they want to do the same. So I don't know if that's what is partially at play here, but Marcus Smart, the, the reason why I think I might be wrong is because we've seen Marcus, Smart's, Marcus Smart's shot selection be better this year than in the past few years. So um, I'm not willing to say, I'm not ready to say that he's, you know, playing you know me first basketball or selfishly i think he's doing what it what he thinks is best for the team so it was a little troubling not troubling it was it was unfortunate to see him kind of struggle a little bit tonight but i'm not really at the point where like some of the people in the comments are like trade him trade him trade him trade him i'm not really there i'm not i'm not really there i think his game was good overall the numbers look rough here but you know commenters point out the free throws it was a good night getting in the line for him good defensively you know you gotta give him some credit if he's the guy in westbrook and westbrook was invisible all night well, long. let's talk about that um because <laughs> you know this was again at the beginning of the year i'm not going to go on my full-blown westbrook rank i i think westbrook 
Westbrook at this point is awful. Um, he's and he's been bad. I, I I've never been a Westbrook guy in general because it's just I, sure he's just inefficient. He's a, I mean, and it's gotten more when he was when his he was, three's gone. Yeah, his three is gone. When he was the best athlete in the world, he was a force because he just couldn't. He just he was just you just sure. He had to get out of the way. That's those days are gone. He is just, I mean, he's a liability out there. He just goes wildly towards the basket. Whatever happens, he has no jump shot, no three whatsoever. This is a classic line for him. I mean, four, four of 16, seven turnovers. I mean, he was yeah. just, this a, is like, you know, a mess. To me, Russell Westbrook is like a fully unhinged Marcus Smart. And I mean, <laughs> in a, in like, like if Marcus Smart ever really goes off the rails, <laughs> I, I picture him sort of being like Russell Westbrook. And and we saw this last year in the playoffs with Westbrook. I mean, he was so off where, I mean, he couldn't even hit a free throw. I mean, there was something going on there. And maybe he was checked out in Houston. Clearly, he didn't want to be there anymore. And, and I don't know if, if that played a part in his performance. But um, he, he's, he's certainly not the same guy he was in Oklahoma when John didn't like him then. I'm sure he obviously <laughs> wouldn't like him now. I see his talent. I see his... I don't even know if the word is worth, but I see the reason why he's, you know, important to a team. But right now, it's, it does feel like he's hurting um, a team more than more than he's helping. And maybe he's searching, searching for the old Westbrook, like like other people might be. Right. Yeah, now. he looked. I mean, he was really frustrated tonight. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would be too if I'm him. I mean, guy demands a trade and gets to maybe the worst team in the NBA. I mean, geez. I think this team will John figure Wall looks it pretty out. Good. I, they, John Wall has looked pretty good. They're young. I, I still think this is statistically the youngest team in the NBA. Westbrook's really the only old guy there. Beal's a little older too, but their whole wing depth is all young guys. Thomas Bryan is still 23, I think. So I probably got a little ahead of myself with this team, thinking that those young guys would come along. Westbrook would help build them up a little bit, You know, be able to facilitate for Beal. That cohesion between them isn't evident at all tonight though did you see like a minute of tonight's game where they were playing off each other or had no. some sort of one my ball your ball my, my shot your shot you know yeah like, it, it, i mean it's really a bad it's, all year. it's a bad year to, to 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 make a trade like that too i mean you you got no wall looks no, better so far <laughs> he does i'm saying it's a bad year to like yeah, you're right. Wall Wall looks better, but I'm saying if you're if you're a team that makes a trade of that magnitude, you, you're not really getting a chance to get them all acclimated with each other and work them in and get practices in and some. You know, it's just a tough year to to make a trade of that size and, and think it's going to just click. So I think that's what you're seeing in Washington. That's what you're seeing. Um, so little bit. Let's get into um something prior to the game, and we we can we can keep going on this game. I mean, look, this was a classic. I'm this done with was, the game. Yeah, this this was what it was. It was it was the Tatum and you know Tatum and Jalen show enough contributions from everybody else. Put a check mark next to Javante and Semi and Taco for tonight. Um, yeah, they'll we'll I mean, see if they can sustain it. I'm a little dubious here again. You've got you got a week's worth of games here uh, where you got to live with this because you're going to have no Grant, no Tristan, at least at least seven days. No Grant, no Tristan. Um, I mean. And no Rob. So you're going with, and again, it's a miracle. You know, we're so worried like Tice, you know, uh, you know, with his foul troubles is the only viable big. I, the only reason I'm kind of surprised they started Semi is because I actually, we, we were talking about it on the thread prior. I thought he was going to be your small ball five. Um, so I thought he might get some second unit minutes running a smaller lineup or if Tatum went out in his regular rotation and he left 
but they changed their rotations tonight. Instead of Tatum going out at the six-minute mark, he played the entire first quarter. Jalen went out. Then Jalen carried the offense for a good portion of that second quarter uh, while Tatum got his blow there. I thought Tatum might play as kind of like Tatum and Semi would have been the, the small ball bigs with a second unit in that second quarter maybe. But we'll yeah. see how it goes against Miami. It's going to be tough. I mean, I are you putting say, Taco Fall out there against against Bam? I was yeah, just going to say, is Bam, you know, I if, mean, you're that, King, if you're a DraftKings player, I mean, Bam must cost $12,000 <laughs> on Sunday. Bam is, worth, taco. Bam is worth every penny in the yeah. next game. I mean, my goodness. I don't know how you're going to – I mean, honestly – we're going to go on the air after that game. And if the Celtics lose by 20, I mean, they, that's, we're not going it's to harp on that. Fine. Game. It is what it's it is. Fine. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, that, this, is, this was a, not an easy win to pull off, even though it's the Wizards with this personnel. I mean, this is a really depleted team. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you got one, one everyone in the same position gone. I mean, it, it's not easy to plug that in. So and it's credit, exactly credit that. The Celtics. Well, yeah. how tight? I don't think Washington has any tall guys. Bryant's one of those 6'9, 6'10 type centers for them. Uh, Bertans is big, but he's not a defender. He's not an interior player. So, Taco had free reign in there. And that's why he was able to ball with those balls around a lot. I was just impressed by the way he was able to assert his size tonight on both ends of the court and only scored a couple buckets, but like he was just so in control and. Yeah. able to stay with the flow of the game. He was running end to end there. And there were a Agreed. couple, he played the pick and roll. Uh, well, a couple of times too. And that's obviously going to be a massive concern with someone like him. He just doesn't just with his footwork and just, you know, can, can he get back? Um, I, I'm, I am really worried what's going to happen. I, I can't imagine he's going to be on the floor for once. His minutes will be when Adebayo sits. There's no way he's going to be on the floor for a split for a second when, when he's out there on Sunday. Yeah, and that was pretty much what happened tonight. Yeah, it'll be the Rob this. Williams treatment, you know. I'll say this, be, though. It's going to be heavy Tice if, unless Tice picks up four fouls in the first two minutes. So. Yeah. I said coming into tonight in this week, of course, that this was it for Taco. Like, if you're not going to show you're an NBA player now, you never will. And they've been doing the same with him when they play him for a couple of years where they back him up in the zone, kind of. Yeah. He plays his zone. Everyone else rotates man around him. And that's kind of where the NBA is going. We're seeing a lot more zone. Yeah. We're seeing a lot more pack in the paint. And especially in that fourth quarter when he played with the bench there in those minutes where they just survived, there was an impact to the Wizards not being able to get into the post area and produce offense out of there. Westbrook especially. I mean, if he's just sitting on the perimeter, he got blocked early in the game by Taco. Like, what's he doing? And that took him out of the game to some degree too. So beyond like what he did individually, he helped the team defense tonight, especially late in the game. And I'm not saying that's going to bring him in once the whole front court's back. But if you're in a situation where all of a sudden you want to play that kind of defense, he lets you play it. And it's not about him versus Bam or him versus Bryant because all of a sudden it's like a more of a team zone defensive unit type of defense. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Taco, Taco go ahead, go ahead needs, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, he just needs to do what he does, which is which is be a, for, be a presence down, down low, block shots. You remember that – you know, like a player – a shooter will go in the gym and take, you know, 500 three-pointers. He needs to just stand, you know, in the paint and just block, like, 500 shots. Remember then the arcades, like, that that game, like, whack you hold the hammer and you just – yeah, whack-a-mole. He literally just needs to be like, whack-a-ball. Like, that's – if he's he also doing needs that every- to just basically stand against a wall and just bounce the ball and then catch it because yeah. you gotta you got to work on that's those it. hands a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know? that too. Well, <laughs> you know what? 
Jimmy and John should be running Celtics practice. Yeah, <laughs> just bing, 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 bing. Just quick passes. Just get him so he can catch it. You know, Would you guys have it, Romeo. Because that's the, the problem there. If you're going to drive and kick, that's the fear. You because he's there, all you can do to him is throw lobs. You can't it, it, entry passes there because he's just going to get stripped. Uh, or he's not going to be able to catch it or hold on to it there. Yeah. So you really – all you can do with him is throw it up. Similar right, well, for Rob too, yeah. Yeah, Rob's ears are better. Taco Fall is catching essentially a tennis ball. Like when we catch a tennis ball, that's a like It's not <laughs> yeah. that easy. It's right. easy for us. Not that easy for him. So. You yeah. see the pregame high-five run? Kemba's coming across and does the, you know, dunk level run to get for the high-five. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of – uh Lots well, of contact and you know togetherness for a COVID outbreak going on seemingly around the team. Like, this. well, let's wow. let's talk about our guy. Are we doing okay? Uh, let's do Kemba. Uh, so this this almost prompted an apology cam for me, but I'm not there yet. Um, no, <laughs> I was a little dubious. I was based off the last couple medical reports. I really thought they would get to around now and then start to assess whether he can do anything at all, but. The report, is really, the report is super positive relax. today. Uh-huh. Tell Bobby to relax. Keep it, keep it in your pants for a second. No, but look, this you, you can't ask for more now. This is what you're looking for. It's, um, you know, it, him starting to do actual basketball activity, and that's what he's doing. So he's right. going to practice. Um, there's a report now he might even play by Friday. I, you know, I don't, there's people here. And again, I'm, I'm one of them wondering, all right, what are we going to get out of him? Um, is it going to be 80%, 90%, 100%? The reports today were that he was, you know, really, really good. So uh, Bobby, what do we have? We have Brad here. Yeah. I'm going to play. This is Brad Stevens talking about Kemba uh, returning uh uh, or Kemba starting to uh, uh, rejoin the team in practice. The next progression for him is to get out there on the court with the other guys on the team. He's been out there with the coaching staff. He's been out there um, both in one-on-one -on -one workouts, but also in doing his reads and four-on-four and five-on-five -five stuff. But the next step now is to play some live um, and practice some live and with our guys. I, I don't think he's too far, John. He looks great. He feels great, um, probably the best he's felt since he's been here, you know, coming straight to Boston from China last year in the uh, in the FIBA games. And then, you know, obviously in the bubble, he had to ramp up. And then by the end of it, he's, you know, playing large minutes and we're in the middle of a playoff run. And so he feels great. He looks good, although I don't think our coaches present much of a challenge except for one. So it's a little bit of a uh, – you know, catch 22 from that regard, but he, we're, we're encouraged. Um, and I'm sure he'll be back sometime here in the near future, but we're going to still progress through the next steps of workouts and practice and those type of things. Mark Murphy. Okay. So, um, that's as good as it gets. He's practicing in full with the team, the report that he could be back in a week. Uh, and Brad saying he looks as good as he's looked. You can't ask for more now. It's just a matter of what we see. So I'll, I'll shut it. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care if he's seventy percent. It's a huge difference because it, right now every single thing that we're looking for from this team, it's amazing. Again, offensively, they've been what they've been um, because of Tatum and Brown so much. When you know Smart hasn't really 
found his groove or found his spot. We thought he might end up having to supplement more offense with Kemba out and with Hayward gone. Hasn't really happened. They're getting it from kind of strange places, but just to take a little pressure off those guys and have another guy out there who's a professional scorer, and that's just what he does in life, it's going to be great. You know, just whatever minutes you get and whatever contributions you get, it's just a net positive. Yep, chemistry with the centers, being able to get them a go. Yep. Push the pace. You know, all of a sudden, you got a guy on the starting lineup and Kemba who can push the pace, move the ball up the court, and then Pritchard can do it with the bench unit. And all of a sudden, you have pretty steady lineups, at least offensively, where Kemba can lead some bench units, Jason Tatum can as he has, and now Jalen Brown can. You'll almost be like overloaded offensively. This team's already a top five offense, and throw him in the mix on the ball a little bit, get smart off the ball. Like it's it's going to balance some stuff out a little bit. I do wonder, though, with Tatum – running the offense as well as he has to start this year. And tonight, some phenomenal passing. I wonder how involved Kemba can get off the ball when he comes back. If you're still going to have Tatum be the center of everything that happens on this offense, and if you want Brown to still be that number two, as he has been on the ball, Kemba's going to have to find ways to get involved off the ball, and we still haven't seen him be able to do that in Boston. That's going to be so important for him in this next stage of his career where he's definitively number three or even number four on this team at some point. So yeah. I came on the show not once, not twice, probably a ton of times. And I was freaking out basically about what could potentially be the case with Kemba Walker. I blame part of that on John. I think John didn't play at all this year. John had some scare tactics that got to me and made me think that like, <laughs> made, made me think that Kemba might need like a leg amputation or something. So Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was waiting for Brad Stevens to, talk about Kemba Walker all week this week and I, I thought it was going to happen you know Monday it was going to happen Wednesday I'm, I'm glad it happened today but I was expecting him to say he'll be reevaluated again in you know three weeks you know what I mean like I was expecting something yes. like that just yes. kicking Bingo. kicking the kicking the can down the down the road right. or whatever the saying is yeah exactly I, and no. we'll see you and like and like we've been saying I was like we'll see you in you know March or April or when the playoffs start so for him to be like oh he looks great he's practicing you know and he might play next week I'm yeah. like that's like, like mind blown to me. The only reason I'm not apologizing is because I want to see it. I want to see him play a couple games in a row and not have knee pain and not have to go every other game or sit a game or only play 15 minutes. Like, and and I'm cheering for. Trust me, I'm cheering for him to be to be healthy and you know I want him to be good. I I don't want anyone to think otherwise. But I'm just skeptical and I hope that I'm wrong. And if I am wrong, I'll be the first one to say it. So it's all good news. And I'm you know I'm. When it comes to hit injuries in the Celtics, sometimes you don't know what to believe. There's a long history there of, of you know, hearing one thing and then another thing happens, or just, just getting bad news in general about injuries. So this was a bit of a breath of fresh air today. So I'll take it. Um, I did say <laughs> I'd prefer say that. The I did, and I'll tell you why. Because those yeah, things feel when you come back 100%. It's the arthritic hip. That it's arth arthritic knee that worries me. It doesn't get better. God, John uh, is not the team doctor. He would have literally just torn his torn this dude's ACL. Yeah. Another thing is, I did not take my tree down. I turned my tree is so sad right now that I turned the camera around. If anybody, <laughs> it's just a droopy mess. It died in like a day. Wow. Uh, yeah. I was gonna survive falling in the January. You know. It was sad. People, it was sad. A lot of people uh, took him down. Answering already. questions. Where is Joe Sway? We don't know. COVID protocol. Again, you don't joke about that, Jimmy. Commenter says, 
Kemba's like Joe Sway to this group. We're still pretty good, but he takes it to another level. Oh, I like that. He'll love that. Who said that? Joe Sway's burner? I don't know who it was. I just saw it go by a few minutes ago. No, Joe Sway just wasn't feeling up. Wasn't feeling up. Up for it tonight. He had something something going on. I do feel his absence. He definitely did. Listen, guys, there's there's like how many seventy two games? We're we're not gonna be able to be on every single game, but hopefully as many as we can. I've missed one. Someday I might be on a date. I Joe Sway missed one. I might be on a date on some random game night. That yeah. might by some crazy situation might happen someday. Could I Nick not fill in? We tried. <laughs> we did? He's still wait he's still trying to wipe the camera. I tried. He's I... <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get the Wi-Fi to work. He was really ready to go on. Yeah. Nick can um, hop in. He's welcome. Yeah. I tried. I tried. Bobby's Bobby, never, Bobby's never gonna. I'm not. Vacation. I'm not allowed. I got no. We're talking about vacation days. I got no vacation days around here. Bobby is not allowed. I would allow Joe Sway's burner to fill in. <laughs> but you know what, though, on a serious note, we'll get we'll get some. You know, on a on a, we had more heads up on on people not being able to make it. We can we're gonna have some celebrity guests on on this show throughout. Celebrity. Kardashian. Well, no, I almost had Max on tonight, but I just, uh, it was, uh, I gave him a break. Oh, Max was on Celtics beat today. Make sure everybody checks that out. Yeah, Max was, uh, Max was, uh, is Cedric out. Maxwell, for those of you who Max is who also Max is. in the protocol. He tested negative. He and Grandy haven't been calling the games. Um, oh, uh, really? He'll be back uh, soon. I think he's back. He might be back Sunday. That's a real uh, thing? They had to miss a couple. I didn't hear that. They missed a but couple. I- they had somebody they were working with. Um, I did see our guy B Rob was on the radio call tonight, which is which was cool. B Rob's done the last two games there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, but uh, speaking of, so so we don't obviously we don't joke about COVID. We 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 should talk about the COVID hitting the Celtics here. We didn't really dive into it that much, like the whole like logistic side of it. So, yeah, it was so interesting to me that – and we've heard this with two teams now because Joel Embiid's been shut down with Philly. A number of players have been shut down with Philly. They're actually still in New York City after their game, uh, seeing if there are more positive tests. That team could be shut down for the foreseeable future. So we have a little bit of a situation in the NBA right now. And I do find it interesting how apparently Grant and Tristan were sitting next to Rob at the game. That was apparently what got them into the protocol. This when is they my had a week. While not wearing masks for 15 straight minutes. That was what they said, right? Uh-huh. And then while not wearing masks? Well, obviously, because they're on the bench. They and then, masks on the bench, I thought. No? Am I wrong? Not always. No. Necessarily. They're not really. Like so Kemba, who's not playing, was, but you know, if you're in and out, you're not necessarily gonna be wearing masks for a certain amount of time. Again, it's tough to see everybody on the bench for the whole game. Who knows what could happen, but they do kind of have technology to track who you're near, like who you're near for how long. And there's a lot of data on this stuff. And apparently Carson Edwards, who entered the protocol, was able to test out of it and get into this game and be on the bench tonight, whereas Grant and Tristan right. are at home, which I found interesting because what we know about this virus is that uh, you can be silently carrying it, especially in the early stages of contracting it. Like, do, do we really think Rob Williams just picked this up yesterday? Or like two well, days ago before strange. he tested positive? Like, it, the whole thing is weird. I don't know how it's going to work. I'm definitely a little worried for the NBA. It's an indoor sport, really close contact. Um, it, it, it's just, 
I don't know. It's going to be a, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this the bubble was brilliant. Uh, you know, I, I was I was worried that, that you know they might have a tough time with it. But yeah, I mean, who knows how long he'd had it for? The fact that he was next to those guys for 15 minutes there, I guess since his last negative test makes you that's that's why they're out but i mean he's on the floor playing with yeah. and breathing on a whole bunch of people for an not entire to mention day. a whole road trip you know you're on planes you're on buses yeah. right. you're in hotels so you hope like you never know you could get another ma- massive shutdown and all of a sudden you got four more guys out i mean you're, you're waiting for that to happen at what point do you get a team that's got eight nine ten guys in the protocol and then what are they going to do like what they did with like the cardinals in baseball where they literally just don't play for three weeks so this Fall is what up. drives me crazy about nope. this and i've been going nuts about this for years the fact that the nba hasn't carved out a minor league structure and they're putting in all this money they're probably putting in close to bubble level money to get a g league bubble going in disney right now which you know, respect to the G League, but not too many people are going to be watching that. There's not a lot of money return in terms of TV and all that stuff. There's probably a massive net negative uh, revenue stream here for this G League bubble that they're trying to uh, attempt here. Why not have a taxi squad, per se, for all the affiliates? 13 affiliates aren't even playing in this G League bubble and have backup guys ready to go. If Teague was out, let's say Smart's finger was still hurt tonight, and then, you know, Carson Edwards was in the protocol. It'd be, you know, nine, ten players here. You can only play if you have eight guys. And at that point, you're really not looking good. So they had a great opportunity this year to have taxi squad guys invest, maybe pay them a little bit more than a G League salary to just be at the ready in case they need to fill in with these teams. And then you can really pull out guys from rosters and quarantine them for the necessary amount of time. But this goes back to our concern from day one. If players are out in the world, if they're living their lives, there's no way to stop this. It's so transmittable. We have a new COVID strain that's even more transmittable. The league's at risk right now. It really is, especially with how Philly looks right now. And then you think Philly played Washington. Washington played Boston now. Referees going from city to city, game to game. This can explode in a big way fast. Yeah. So yeah. we don't know. I have, Go ahead. I, I, have a, I have a few issues, and you guys both already discussed some of them. But, okay, so just – the Celtics, specifically the Celtics in general, the whole issue with player A sat next to player B for more than 15 minutes without a mask on the bench. Is the NBA not telling teams how far to put seats between, you know, one seat, a space, another seat? Are they not? Is there not a protocol there? I'm sure there is. One. Two, if players are required to wear masks on the bench, then they should be wearing masks on the bench. If they're not wearing masks on the bench and they screwed up the protocol, whether it was Williams, either Williams or Thompson, I mean, those guys should, and I'm not trying to take money out of anyone's pockets, but is there a penalty for that? I mean, like, that's just, is that just incompetence? Is that just not following a, a black and white? There's rule? been fines. I think Doc got fined 45000 for not wearing a mask the whole game. But it, it, it's like, the NBA is is creating these you know protocols and these safety you know whatever you want to call them to an extent, but it's like you're just because you're sitting in one chair and next to a player in another chair, you are now in the in you know you can't play. So it's like then what's the point of all this? Because we all know that Rob Williams, like John said, he's out on the court huffing and puffing, breathing on guys, yeah. you know, no pregame live is being high five line, yeah, wedding, yeah. I mean let, let's I mean let's let's be real here. I mean. 
we're not stupid. Robert we're not Williams idiots. exists in a different plane of time and space than the rest true. of the people. That's so true. he's he can't pass it on. He, in whatever right. dimension Robert Williams is from, um, you can you, you you can't you can't transmit COVID <laughs> to people. Um, we did a show earlier before the season started, and we were like, no one's talking about the like what COVID could possibly do to the season without being in a bubble. And like we kind of brushed over it, but we talked about it. But really, not that many people. At least on a national, I don't feel like it hasn't been talked about nearly enough. But we've already had like the Rockets have dealt with the COVID issue. Kevin Durant's been out for a week. Um, you know, we've got this thing now with the Celtics. I mean, this is not going away. And baseball got absolutely hammered for the way that they yeah. they did it. Their they look better right now. And and now the NBA is just trying to do it, and the NHL is about to try to do it. And both of these leagues are going to be screwed. And you know what's going to happen is it's going to end up. The season, if, if players are going to have to keep missing tons of time like they are, the season's going to mean less and less. And believe it or not, the bubble season, who people thought wasn't going to be a real season, is going to mean way more than this current yeah. season if things keep going the way they are. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes. I want to get back to the game a little bit, Bobby. I was watching off my TV here uh, when you were talking about Smart um, hunting for fouls and having his uh, his head not be in the game. It happened on the... The, they just showed a replay of the Jalen three-pointer where he drove the lane, kicked it to Jalen, he hit that dagger three late. I didn't notice it, but on the replay, Smart's flailing around immediately looking for a foul. Now, and he's been successful with this. He's been good with the flops. He's obviously getting in the line to start this year. But you know what I mean? Though? But when like, it gets in your own head, you know? Not just that, but, like, if you're going to be the main facilitator on the offense, you have to be a threat to score, not a threat to draw a foul and, like, have – you know what I mean? Like, you're already trying to draw guys extra close to you while you're not the greatest threat to score to follow you. And now, like, that's going to be the gravity used to open up other guys off that. Like, he's shooting 34% at the rim coming into tonight. He's got to he's gotta be able to finish there, not just hope for contact there, not just hunt for a foul at the rim. Like, right. When, actually when he's finish. going in there, that's a, that's a dangerous thing, right? Um, because he can't he can't finish right now. If there's no foul call, there's just, no foul. And, done, and he's yeah. going in there and he's going to flop around because he doesn't have – faith in his ability to go up strong and to, and to make the shot or to draw an earnest foul. And all his goal is by the foul. That's, that's going to end up not with not Hurt a your defense. Foul. Hurts your yeah. defense too. Yeah. So that was interesting. I, somebody, a couple commenters were mentioning it. A couple of people, uh, um, you know, were uh, you know, we're shooting it down too, but I am wondering, uh, who I mean, it would make sense that it's Teague, but what happens to the guard guard minutes when Kemba comes back? How do you guys see that? How do you guys see that folding in? I'm fine with Teague not playing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, what do you think? Do you think again? We we've talked about this, but do you see Smart starting? Does it make sense to continue have smart, to Smart start? Do you put him in that second offense? If you do that, do you take? Pritchard's minutes away. Do you like Pritchard running that second team offense? Maybe Smart is a regular part of that starting rotation there. Maybe now with Kemba out there, he can be more of a catch and shoot three guy, which is what he's most efficient. The you know taking those threes is the most efficient part of his offensive game, and he's not trying to get to the lane and try to create and find space and find people. He can still make plays, and he is a playmaker. But maybe maybe you do keep him there. At the beginning of the year, I think we were thinking it would make sense to kick him, maybe kick him to the second unit. Um, I don't know anymore because, because, because you get this, you're getting what you're getting out of Pritchard. I like him running that second unit offense and he's got to have the ball in his hands. He's a true point guard. He's got to have it all in his hands all the time. So how do you guys see the guard rotation going? 
I think you're smart at Star Kemba. You know, he's got that cohesion with Tatum. Part two? Yeah, I think you can go smart, Tatum, Brown, Kemba. Which that was the lineup throughout the playoffs last year, actually. And then, you know, you might start Tice. All of a sudden, you have the same exact starting lineup as last year. I don't think that would be a bad place to end up. And then Tice looked better tonight, too, at that center spot. When he gets to start there, when he gets to play off Tatum, and then he looks he pretty great. good. It, it was free. We're going to get to a point where we start to wonder uh, whether the Thompson thing is a, is a net positive or negative. <laughs> um, Here we I'm not, go. I'm nine and eight so far, pretty much every game. Like again, this guy's not going to score thirty. Both to the lineup and to Tice, who when he's the when he's the only guy out there and the only big, I I, I think he's more effective. I would uh, not pair those guys together at all. That's for sure. Yeah. Rest of the way. I don't mind treating the center position matchup based. I really don't. I mean, in terms of who's starting again, like we're focusing so much on the starters. I'm fine with the starting line right. that you guys just, just mentioned. I, I Pritchard's obviously vaulting up everybody's, you know, power rankings in terms of, you know, role on the Celtics team. I'm way more comfortable with him being that second point guard off the, off the bench now. I mean, as rotations, much as I like, as, yeah. as much as I like Teague and I like, I still like Teague. I'm not stupid. Like, I think Pritchard gives his team more than what T gives his team. I, I think they're different players. Um, but you, you ride the hot hand. I mean, the way Pritchard's playing might allow you to keep smart in the starting lineup because maybe Pritchard's giving you that spark that you thought you didn't have and that you needed. A spark? With smart. Yeah, with Sparky. Sparky. Sparky P. <laughs> Sparky P. That's, I mean, that's what we were talking about, right? But I think the, the, cool, the good thing about smart is that he is very – um, adaptable, you know, you can kind of put him anywhere. You can put him in multiple positions. You can put him in multiple, um, you know, lineups and he's going to do his thing. Whether you like, whether you like what he's doing or not, he's still going to do it. You know, it's, you know, you know, it's great. 10 games in, we probably only asked, do they miss Hayward once? Pretty good. It's no, pretty they good. miss Hayward. A few times. We, we don't say that. it much though. You know, just keeping track. We don't say it much. No, he's playing great. Don't. We don't because you. It's again. It's the 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 strange addition by subtraction that you get by having a team where Tatum and Brown can shoot twenty five times a game, and that's good. You know, like there's never a trip down where Jalen or Jason takes a shot, and you're like, well, we could have gotten something better there. You just live with it. You know, like that's just their job. Like Bradley Beal took twenty eight shots or whatever. Today. That's what he's supposed to do. Like on this team, that's what those guys are supposed to do, um, and it's fine. But when you have all those other options out there, you're right. You're being a little more deferential. I don't know what that does to you mentally. If you're Tatum thinking like, man, I've shot three out of the last four times down the floor. Even if you feel like you've got it and you've got a matchup or you've got a clean look, do you think I should probably not shoot again because we got a lot of guys here, you know, like when you eliminate that, you free it up a little bit, you that's know, what 2019 even, felt like for sure. That's what 2019, hundred percent felt like. And so each time they subtract talent, you, the other guys who remain rise up a little bit. It really know? is something in this system. Like it's amazing. When, they, when they go down and I do my pregame picks, like I got to look at these nights with a long injury report and say, you know what? They're going to actually look pretty good here. And Sunday is going to be a great test for that. Cause a lot of the time these nights end up against like Memphis or Washington or some of these bottom feeders where, you know, the Celtics bench can do enough and the top line guys can do enough to get by. If they get by and beat Miami again, with this underman group, like 
this team's just going to get by to a degree where we got to start talking about like a high level seed for them. We thought they might just get by 500, survive, make the playoffs, avoid that plan. All of a sudden, like this looks like a top end East team. It really does. And the East has been a little weaker than I think we expected with some of the borderline teams here falling to the bottom early on. So the Celtics are still in that upper class, it feels like, with Indiana, Milwaukee, Miami. In another 10 games, I'll apology, Kim, an entire show if the Celtics are playing at this clip. 70% winning percentage? Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody saw this, right? No, I said 500, I'd be happy, and here they are. (laughs) But you see how quickly it can change, too. I mean, all of a sudden you lose three guys, you know? I mean, who knows? Tomorrow you could lose... Team A, Team B can lose three more guys or whatever. It's just, it's a crazy, it's going to be a crazy season where I feel like a lot of teams that might be on the outside looking in are going to feel like they're not that far out of it because of so many outside factors this year. So it's definitely one of the more interesting seasons, I think. No, it's a good point. Like they're still so fixated on the production of Brown and Tatum. And that still is the story of the team that if you lost either one of those guys for any reason, COVID, injury, They'd be in a tremendously tough spot there. Yeah, they just or not, yeah. yeah. Taco versus Bam. So who starts? Um, going back to that conversation, who starts? Um, assuming Brad will. I think you start your. I think you start. No, the, forget the, the, the playoff. If, Bram, if if he goes away from that two big lineup, uh, is it Thompson and and Tice off the bench? You guys think? I think it's Tice. Sorry. You know, he's got chemistry with Kemba. Those two play off each other so nicely. Uh, Obviously, the cohesion between the wings and the point guard there. And that team just took them to the East Finals and, you know, went six games with Miami. And now all of a sudden, say you do run into Miami, you probably start Thompson. Like, Jimmy makes that point. It's all interchangeable. It's centered to the point where you can play taco and get by in this matchup. So, like, we keep imagining, like, a world where the center position's really hammered down or – you know, some fans in the Celtics fan base still look at the center rotation now and say they got to do better. Like, we're, they need a better center. Like, I I feel like 20 years from now, no matter what they do at the center position, people are still going to be dreaming of something bigger. But they have a pretty good rotation right now. They have somebody for every matchup. That position has been good to start this year. And back to the Thompson thing, if you send him to the bench, I never expected, like, 20 and 10 nights from him. So far, he's been nine and eight, which was your pretty much your stat line expectation, John. But like, I'm seeing a ton from him defensively. He's one of the best offensive rebounders in the league to start this year. The energy, uh, the cohesion, the connectivity on defense. Again, I think if you saw him in single big versus double big, there'd be better returns defensively. I, he's looked better to me than I think you guys have seen so far to start this year. No, I, I, I think he's looked exactly how I kind of thought he was going to look. And I, I'm fine with his production. I mean, I was, I, you know, you, like you said, he's like nine and eight, you know what I mean? He's that type of guy. Um, and he's, I think he's a good matchup based big. He's a, he's, a, he's, he was a fine signing. Like we've always said, like he's a fine player. He was a fine signing. He kind of is what he is. You know what you're going to get. And I don't think anyone who's watched the NBA over the last eight years is surprised by what they've seen out of Tristan Thompson. I think he's come out as advertised. I think he filled a big need though. And that's why, like I emphasize yeah. it so much. You looked at the, the moves in that Miami series and just losing Tice, all of a sudden Grant can't play. They don't trust Rob. And it's like, if you had Thompson there, could have been a different series. And again, yeah. that could be these finals this year. 
No Toronto, though. No Toronto. Toronto will not, at this rate, will not be <laughs> a playoff foe. Um, all right. Although our guy Marcus All is doing his thing in uh, out in LA. You think yeah. good? No, no way. I mean, this is the league so far. I look at the scoreboard every night, and like everybody's beating everybody. I just saw New Orleans goes to Charlotte, and the way Charlotte had been playing, Hayward going off. We've seen his monster performances. New Orleans goes over there and really takes it to them tonight. I don't know if they ended up winning, but they were controlling that game early on, and it's like. You try to do that. What is it? Associative property if A beats B, A can beat C, that kind of thing. And like that's just not there this season. Like everybody's beating everybody. The Lakers haven't separated right. themselves out west. And honestly, to some degree, seeing Boston separate themselves a little bit as they have, beating a box team, beating a Heat team, taking care of business for the most part against the weaker teams, like they're probably up there in the power rankings to start this year. I don't know if it's top five, they're definitely top ten. What about the, the biggest example of what, what you just said, Bobby? Last night, Nets versus Sixers without Kevin Durant, without our friend Kyrie Irving, who just decided he didn't feel like playing, and the Nets still went out there and won the game. I'm not ready to get in on Kyrie yet. <laughs> Let's not do that. We, gotta, we, we have to at least – mention that, look, that occurred. I, until i have until we know look i'm not bashing easy, the guy i'm just mentioning the fact like, that it did occur it's it easy to occur. say we're you know we're dude it's always but again you we have no idea what's going on in his head right now we don't so, we don't, we don't. Yeah. I, like i said to you guys i said something has to be up because nobody in their right mind would be like yeah. acting in that way so we're not going to go there I'm not but going there. The commenters hate it. A lot of stuff game. happened Nets, this week. The Nets did win the game without both those guys, which is just to Bobby's point. That's like, this is a wild season. Teams are, you know, beating teams that have no business doing so. So Kyrie hanging out with Joe Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but they did win without uh, without Kyrie and without uh, without. I just hope Durant. this. I hope this season finds a way to survive because we're nine games in. COVID starting to envelop two teams a little bit. Like maybe these protocols pay off, but this is the week. Like this is the week where we see if these protocols work and if they're gonna stand the test of time here. Well, what's um what's going on with the, with the with them tonight? Nets really? lost. Nets lost they to lost. the Grizzlies. They did Le- lose by five, but Levert had forty three. I believe yeah. Philly's getting ready to go home. I still don't know if they made it back yet. They were going to be hopping on a bus yeah. at some point tonight. Lavert's loving, Lavert's loving this week, man. He's getting Bucks all the burn in the world. Got smoked by the Jazz. It is a weird year. Hornets beat the Pelicans, and the Bucks unloaded on the Heat. Remember, and that that was kind of their problem. And they beat yeah. them like by fifty that night, and then they yeah. split it the next night. Like nothing makes sense. The nothing. Knicks are good. The Knicks are good to start this year. Knicks lost to the Thunder. The Knicks are good, but are the they, Thunder? Are they, I mean, come on. Good. That's what I'm talking about. Pistons came back and beat the Suns. Suns were up in that one. It's a weird year. Lakers and Bulls are tied at halftime. I, I have no idea who's good right now. <laughs> it's a strange year. Strange. The Celtics are good. Magic by 40. I, still, I feel bad for Orlando because they, they've gotten that good start. They just can't catch a break. And Minnesota too. I, I forget what happened to Towns. I think he hurt his wrist or something. They were two and zero. They're looking really good in those two games. The Raptors are the worst team in the Eastern Conference. It's unbelievable. I'll tell you what. The Raptors worse than the Pistons, huh? The Raptors, the Raptors are one in six. 
with the lowest with the uh the Bulls have the wor- no Pistons and Bulls have the worst point differentials with Toronto right behind, but they're one and six bottom talk- of the conference. We talked we talked a lot about Toronto acquiring Harden. All of a sudden, maybe you're looking to sell and go for that number one pick this year. Like that might actually so. be the better route to the top. No, they're not. They're not bad enough to do that. Not. We talked about how they're not built that way. They have a coach of the year guy. They've got a GM who is in the last year of his deal, and he's you know obviously proven that he wants to go out and. <laughs> they're digging a big up. hole right now, though. Like, how bad can you start this year and like try to get back into it? I know it's a long schedule ahead, but were, were they one and six, John? That's I don't know if any team that started that bad has made the playoffs, but this year it's ten teams, so it is a little different. Well, the good yeah. news is they've they've scored seventy one points tonight at halftime. Bad news is they've given up seventy four, so they have seventy four to seventy one Kings at halftime. It makes no sense with Wild. them too, because when they came into that Celtics game, I remember they were twenty seventh in offense. Their defense was actually pretty good. I think they were a top ten defense coming into that. And now it's gone the other way. They're not right. defending anyone. Celtics unloaded on them. It's very silly. People yeah. are saying I'm flip flopping in the comments, but like that's the way things are going this year. It's like whoa. Like, I thought one thing, and it's not that way. Yeah. I don't know. The Raptors have paths here, though, luckily. Like, they could be that team in the front on Harden if they want to go in that direction. And if not, this is a great draft to be pretty bad in. Yeah. Well, we will see. It is a weird year. So Celtics keep doing weird things. Um, you know, they 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 were down. They, they, they won tonight, blew the 28-point lead, hung on. And then still, even at four, it never really felt like this game was – you know, it was going to get away, but it's still annoying that it has to happen. Right. Um, but we do have Miami um, uh, coming up Friday. We'll tell everybody at home, make sure you. Uh, Sunday. Today's Friday. Uh, Today's Sunday, Friday. right. What day <laughs> is it? Friday. Right. Matter? I don't, you know, I don't know. You know, my, it is. my tree's still up. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month Sunday, it is. Sunday. It's Sunday night game. Okay. Sunday at seven. Sunday night, seven o'clock. Um, so we'll be back. Uh, Joe Sway will actually be at the garden. Um, for that oh really so he'll be joining us from the garden um covering the game uh there in person we'll see what the uh no brockton wi-fi we're gonna have to deal with td garden wi-fi which is worse (laughs) yeah Yeah, it actually is it's freaking terrible um i wonder how it is this year anyone's using it i don't know not Not as many people right um, very restrict, uh, you know, small number of media allowed there and obviously no fans. So, uh, it's a strange scene, but Joe Sway will be joining us from the garden live on Sunday night. Um, so tune in for that as well. Um, and, uh, I think these guys are back, but again, we need some days off. Bobby might need a day off. Okay. Jimmy might need a day off. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. No days off. We're going as long as we can. No days We off. don't have the depth here that the Celtics do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that'll wrap it up for tonight. Again, as always, um, the, the Garden Report's uh, uh, available on replay on our YouTube channel, so you can watch it if you jumped in late. Um, also, you can uh, download the audio version, podcast, Apple Podcasts, the Garden I Report. I got the URLs if you want. Spotify. Garden, your Garden Report stream is going to have all the Garden Reports. Like today, we talked about COVID earlier. We did some, we do a lot of betting previews early in the day. Yep. You can get those on the Garden Report stream. That's clnsmedia.com slash GR, simple. And then for this show, Celtics post game, clnsmedia.com slash Celtics live. 
Yeah. Celtics Celtics Live. Live. So, so do that. Um, and, uh, and that's it. And that's, uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously all of our podcasts, a massive lineup of podcasts, you can subscribe to all of those. Or get oh, them great week. Channel. Goodman Ryan with Carlisle. Rick Goodman Carlisle was on yeah. the show. Yeah, Jeff great Goodman, week of pods. Yep, had Rick, had Rick Carlisle on there, obviously winning plays. Brian Robb, uh, Michael Pena, you've got uh, – and Rich Levine. Uh, you've got uh, Cedric Maxwell podcast, Celtics Beat podcast. Max was a guest on that this week. Dome Theory was great this week too. We got into uh, why Jeremy Grant went to Detroit. That was a great yep. story. Dome Theory with Bobby Manning. Uh Josue Causeway Street, legitimately <laughs> loaded with uh, Celtics basketball pods. So, and yes, um, dude, I got to get a podcast. I guess everyone's got one now. Everyone, huh? everyone in these comments is clamoring for Jimmy John. I mean, that's just like sitting right there. <laughs> is that really? Is that really happening? Jimmy it's, John's, Jimmy we'll John's, podcast. the Jimmy John podcast. <laughs> Jimmy John's, we call it. Yeah. Large I've never podcast. eaten at a Jim. I've never eaten at a Jimmy John. Oh, it's so bad. They had one in Syracuse. It's I don't bad. know who it's for. I they they had they opened one in they, they had one in Newton here. Um, for for like ten minutes it was open. I never saw one person walk into it. I'm like, what? <laughs> why did you? Who thought this was gonna work? Think of well, a Syracuse student at three a.m. That's that's yeah. who it's for. Well, Jimmy. Oh, John and I'll eat bad food. This podcast. In Amherst, I would eat friggin' two, two six pack of tacos at the end of every <laughs> night. You know, like it's not that, but Jimmy John's is objectively horrible food. Oh, right? hey, that could actually... Yeah. You know, there's there's a time and a place for a Jimmy John's. I'm not gonna listen. We might they might they might want to sponsor our show someday, but not anymore. But <laughs> what they say about they Dome <laughs> bring that one back up about Dome Theory. <laughs> Dome Theory. More knowledge than these four guys combined. I, Wait, I heard Bobby, that review. Yeah, Bobby's the Pacer lady was amazing. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the Pacers during that series. I kind of with these series this year, we can kind of get in a little more depth on the other teams. So that's kind of what right. I've been doing on the show through the schedule so far. Uh, I think James Edwards the third came on who covers the Pistons for them, and there's a great story about why Jeremy Grant went to the Pistons. Like everyone was like, "Why did you do that?" But it had a lot to do with. Well, Social justice and Detroit yeah. and all that stuff. I was yeah. gonna say, give us a give us a little teaser, you know, sell sell it, sell it to us. Yeah, I, everyone wondered why that was the most stunning move of the off season. Why right. Jeremy Grant go to Detroit? So we got into that, and uh, the great MF Doom died as well when they, uh, you know, most touted rappers ever died uh, at forty nine. So we got into him a little bit too. Great show. Yeah. Good show. Subscribe to that, all of our <laughs> podcasts, to our YouTube channel. You'll be alerted every time we go live. We're back on Sunday, um, and it's Celtics Heat, uh, a depleted Celtics team, but we are inching closer to Kemba Walker returning. We're inching closer to Joe Sway returning. Um, <laughs> so everything is everything is trending up, uh, and uh, and so we'll just wrap it here for Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning. I'm